Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you listening. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast once more. And uh, we're going to be taking you through a recap and diving deeper on our Sunday sermon from our series, Elevate the Foundation. And this Sunday, if you haven't all had an opportunity to tune in yet, um, or take a look at our sermon, um, Austin, our, our worship leader, he led um, this Sunday's sermon, and the title of the sermon was Building Your Life on the Rock. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was it was different. Preaching Sunday, Pastor, I always, I always say, and I'm going to say it again, I take my hat off to you. Because like I mentioned in my sermon, man, God was beating me up with this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ministers to you before it ministers to anybody else. <laughs> oh, amen to that. Amen to that. Do you kind of want to explain what we're doing? Because we are in our Elevate series, but we're kind of having a four-part series. And did you want to sure. go over that? You know, uh, working, like Austin said, I don't know what, what, what week we're in, 30, 32, 34, or something like that. It's, it's been... Uh, really, all, all year long that we've been um, having our sermons right around the word elevate, and uh, the next few weeks are, are really going to be um, not not so so much different. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to look at elevate foundation, and we're going to look at three different topics of really our foundation, what our foundation is based off of, and and that is the the word of God. It's it's in our worship of God, and it's it's through our prayer life with God. And uh, uh, those three aspects of of, Christ, of the Christian walk um, is our foundation. And uh, um, like you've touched on it uh, uh, on Sunday, you know, some of us will say, well, I, I, I'm not that good of a, a prayer warrior, or I, I enjoy worship more than I enjoy reading the Word, or I enjoy reading the Word more than I pray. And to have a complete foundation, we need to do all three. Um, uh, otherwise, we're teetering on the brink of disaster because uh, our our foundation is cracked and it's it's uh, incomplete. And so, over the next few weeks, starting with today, we're going to be looking at like Nathaniel said, building your life on the rock. And then we're going to take that and look over the next few weeks of elevate our foundation uh, through the Word, through prayer, and also through worship. So, stay tuned with. Uh, on that, and uh, 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 tune us in uh, next week um, to as we dive in deeper into to each one of those subjects. And just to to expound a little bit on that, I mean, Austin mentioned, you know, they're tools. Mm-hmm. They're tools that, as we there's there's so much of a process that really goes into laying a foundation that we don't see a lot of the times. Even when we see new construction coming in. Um, a lot of times it's, it's the foresight of all the preparation that was done. And then we see the shell, right. Of what's now being put into construction. And, but the, the most important portion of it is the foundation. And so these tools that we're going to be expounding on over the next few weeks are what will help us not just to to construct that foundation, but sustain. And, and, and substance is the key to our relationship with the Lord um, because it's what's going to allow us to withstand the trials, withstand the events in life, but our foundation won't be faulty because it will have been built according to the blueprint of what God has for our lives. 
in our relationship with Christ because it all goes back to the rock. Definitely. And, and, and let me just expound just really quick, you know, um, one of, the, one of the reasons why you know, God has placed this upon our heart um, at this particular time is I think we are in a, a particular crucial season in America, um, and, and the things that we may experience um, over the next um, three, four, five weeks um, I think are very important. Um, and if we can't and we don't have that strong foundation when we are going to be put into uh, the battlefield of, um, of, of life, uh, we're going to be eaten up, we're going to be torn down, and we're going to be spit out. And so we need to have that firm foundation because that's our footing um, to to uh, live in what we're living in, which I really believe is in the last days. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't have that strong foundation, um, when troubles and, 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 and problems come our way, we're going to crumble and fall, and that's not yeah. what we were made to do. And, and as it was mentioned on Sunday by by Austin, the definition of foundation is the principles for living. Mm-hmm. And as you were mentioning, it being such a crucial time is that we cannot look to man to satisfy what only God can do. You know, in, in it, at work, you know, in our day-to-day, whether we're looking to, and a lot of times, you know, it could be in relationships, and it can be, you know, legislation. We have to look at those principles for living with God and what does God's word say and then lead and and move accordingly to the word of God Mm -hmm. and that's where that substance of foundation comes into play definitely yeah and perfect segue we can talk about exactly what is the foundation you know what exactly it is and as christ as believers we can it's perfectly and beautifully um planned out for us and uh, or written out for us in um, ephesians 2 verse 19 and 22 and i'm gonna read it i'm reading out of the esv version and it says so then you are no longer strangers and aliens the strangers and aliens, he's talking to the Gentiles. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are also you you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. You know, um, I shared this on Sunday. You know, we keep talking about how this is, honestly, this is a, a trying time in our nation. It's a trying time across the world. It's a trying time for believers. Um, if you didn't have deep roots now, if your foundation wasn't built on God now, well, you're seeing the results of where your foundation was mm-hmm. was built. I had many conversations. I'm pretty you, pretty sure you guys had plenty of conversations with coworkers, with friends, with loved ones, even, um, and just with random strangers. Where how they've a lot of people have lost everything, whether mm-hmm. it be their health, whether it be careers, whether it be lifelong dreams that they've had. And COVID has shaken a lot of those foundations. Yeah, I I gave an example when I was researching all this and. 
it was this 13-story building in, in Shanghai, China. It was in 2009, in 2019, 2009. And it, it, it ended up topple, toppling over. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because they wanted to build an underground garage. And underneath that, the, whoever was designing it, the architect, whoever was doing that, they didn't calculate for how, well, how um, deep the footers, the, the, um, the, uh, the footers are basically just the pipes that hold it to the foundation um, to connect it to the rock. And they didn't account for it. And what happened is with that mud being so close to the riverbank, it got muddy and the whole building just tipped over. It, everything was intact. If you guys were interested in it, look it up. It's really interesting that the footers along with the whole foundation just came up. Mm-hmm. You know, they just completely detached from the foundation. So you see, as believers, our foundation is in Jesus Christ. Yeah. We talked in our main sermon, um, our main scripture is in Matthew chapter 7. Jesus talks about how listening to his words makes you a wise man that builds it on, on a rock. Well, his, his words and his commandment and him himself, Jesus, because he is the word, is our foundation. So when you ask yourself, or, or for those of you who don't know, or maybe some people who are struggling that, with that, well, your foundation was in other different places. Well, Jesus should be our foundation. Mm-hmm. And through him, everything is sustained. Definitely. I love how you put the first point. Uh, in, in Matthew 7, I'm going to read it. I know you referenced right now, but Matthew 7, 24, 27. And uh, today we're re- reading out of the ESV, and it says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it and and good picture of that was was what you shared on on sunday the picture that austin shared with that uh, apartment building just really coming down its entirety um can imagine it almost looked like it was built on its side how it completely was was rooted up if you um, per se see a, a tree rooted up uh, and, and the dirt was underneath it. That's basically what happened to this building was it was completely rooted up. The concrete was still attached to the building, but uh, completely dirt underneath this building was all that was left. And it, it goes back to his, his first point, which was the, the wise person listens. You know, listening is is a two-way street. You know, it's, it's you know, I always tell my kids, are, are are you listening or are you hearing me? And of course, they look at me kind of odd, like I'm doing both. And it's like, not not really, because how many times do we hear and how many times do we listen? Listen is is active. Listen uh, requires an action. Listen is in, in engagement, and that's what Jesus is saying: is if if you hear these words, you know, not just hearing, then you'd be the wise person and you'd build your house upon the rock. Um, and when you're tested by the rains and the floods and the winds of life, that house will not fall, but the house will stand. And, and in this case, the house is what we're talking about is not just not, not our, our physical house, but it is the house, it is, it is us as Christians will stand the test of time when we are 
when we are in these situations if we listen and do as he's asking us to do. You know, it's not just hearing the word. We can hear the word all day long. How many of us hear the word but really never hear the word? You know, I've, I've been uh, guilty of it myself where I've been in class or a seminar and I hear the instructor, but I have no clue what they said. Why? Because I'm hearing them, but I'm not listening to what they have to say. And therefore, I don't get what they say because I wasn't listening. I was just hearing them. And that's, that's two major things. Yeah, in, interesting point, Pastor, when you were talking about um, what exactly houses are. I mean, um, when you look through all biblical literature, and when I was studying on this, I was um, I was really shocked. But houses are used in several different ways in um, biblical literature. Um, literature. It, 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 one, it covers a household, so like the house of David, a family lineage. Um it, it also covers a nation, the house of Israel, you know, um, the house of Israel. And it also um, covers bodies of government that, um, um, for, for kingdoms and different things like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it doesn't matter what we're using it for or what we're referencing for when, it, when Jesus is talking about the house, and which is so amazing. Yeah. And I love the way Jesus taught like this is because Jesus taught, and um, I had someone ask me, like, why does Jesus always teach in parables? Well, parables are standing the the test of time. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're examples. Yes, they're metaphors. Yes, they're imagery. But when we, if it's crazy because the way they meant something back then, we get the same meaning now because when you look at it, when we still build a foundation, we still use a cornerstone. We still have to build our houses on rock, on something firm. And it's amazing any reference you look throughout the Bible, yes, it might seem dated, but we can always still get something from then. Definitely, definitely. You know, and, and it's amazing when you think about it, um, how, how in the Bible, too, the plumb line, you know, talks about Jesus. And how do you get a plumb line where well, you have to find the, 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 the purest wall or purest corner you have in a house? And I found this out, you know, laying my floor is we, we would um, measure off of one particular wall and then we would snap a line. And that line was the truth. It was the plumb line. It, it, it was um, um, the, the real line of the house. Everything else curved left and right and buckled in, in and out. But that plumb line stood. And, and where do you get that from? You get it from the cornerstone or the, or the foundation. And that, that's interesting how you know, the Bible puts those in, into the, the, the perspective of the cornerstone and also the plumb line. Because both of them are absolute truths. And that's, that's important. Sunday, you know, I shared a, a bunch of scriptures. Uh, a, a bunch. And, <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm going to just share a, a, a couple with you, which goes back to our first point. You know, wise men listens. It, it can be founded in verse 21. And, and Jesus is saying, you know, if you hear my teachings, then you're like a wise man. You know, wise man listens. You know, in James 1, 19, it says that, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. And this one this week really stood out to me just because like how I was sharing Sunday, you know, I felt in this aspect. You know, I fe- I I failed in in this aspect just in my personal life. You know, um, and you know the struggles of of ministering. The Satan always wants to attack you, um, or Satan always wants to attack you what you're trying to preach, mm-hmm. or he always tries to test to see if you really believe. 
what you were what you're preaching that Sunday. And God's God gave me multiple chances, you know, to to preach, to speak out, or not to or to worship Him, mm-hmm. to worship Him in this aspect. But you know, I failed to do what James said. You know, I I was more like a person from Proverbs chapter twelve fifteen when it says the fool is right in his own eyes. You know, that's how I was in that situation. I was right in my own uh, own eyes. But we see that even through all the scriptures that I that I that I shared, I I shared James one nineteen or Proverbs twelve fifteen or even Proverbs eighteen thirteen. I could keep going. Proverbs nineteen twenty seven, Proverbs five twelve. But you guys get the point. Is that they're all talking about one thing? They're talking about to be wise. And this might sound kind of harsh. Is sometimes we need to shut our mouth. You know, sometimes the wisest person in the room is the person that speaks the least. Yeah, is the person that sits back and listens and takes what they can from the knowledge that they gained and applies it to their life. And yeah. that's important for you know us to understand too is is the listening aspect of it and, and being slow to speak and really listening. You know, I th- I think um, and we'll probably touch on this a little bit in, in the next few weeks. But how many times have we just entered prayer and listened to God instead of talking or praying to Him? You know, I mean, I, I know sometimes, and I've been guilty of this myself. Is you go through in in, in your prayer time, um, in in, in, your, in you you talk. The entire prayer, and you say amen, and you leave the prayer. But God never gives a chance to respond to our prayers. And if He doesn't get a chance to respond, then how are we listening to what He has to say? Because we're talking the entire time. You know, it's like um, I'm not a talker. My wife's a talker. She she can talk your ear off. But <laughs> if um, you know, if if uh, it's because I have a lot of good stories. That's why. <laughs> I oh yes yes baby you have great stories. So <laughs> if you uh. If you're, you know, you don't get an opportunity to speak, you never are, are, are heard. And if you never are heard, you never listen to. Um, and I think that that's important for us to, to apply in our, in, in our regular day-to-day lives is as we pray and as we, we, we seek God, we have to, to hear him and, and, and tune into him and, and, and listen to him. Because otherwise, we're, we're that, that, that Proverbs twelve fifteen In the way of the fool is right in our own eyes. Our, our prayers are, are right in our own eyes. But they're wrong because we don't get an opportunity for God to respond to them, and therefore we never listen to them because we never give them the opportunity. Yeah, and and sadly, I mean, if we really think about it, whenever we're having a conversation or there's an altercation or an argument or discussion, when when someone's doing the listening part, is it's not seen as the stronger suit, mm-hmm. right? Because we're tr- always trying to put in a comment or an opinion. And so when you mentioned Austin on Sunday that listening requires action, and that's, that's hard because that requires to be intentional with shutting your mouth, opening your ears, and really paying attention to what the other person is saying and not just hearing, because you also said, you know, are we just hearing or are we actually listening, taking in, comprehending, processing? Because otherwise we're tuned out because now we're just processing in our own head our next comeback, our next word, our next attack, and we're not actually moving with compassion or love in, in, 
with the correction to build up, but only tear down. Mm-hmm. And and that's huge because, like you're mentioning, Dennis, with with our prayer time with God, we can't allow. We're not allowing God to work in us and work through us if we don't stop long enough intentionally to after we spew out our prayers and then wait to listen for God and wait for instruction of God. And that is huge because then now what, what, what did we accomplish with our prayer other than responding to ourselves? Because then we're acting on our own behalf. You know, we're not really actually tuning into God. And then that, that ties into uh, point one of your sermon, Austin, which was a wise person listens. You know, that action that is required. And I never had really thought about listening as an action word, but I kind of, during your sermon, was kind of looking back at, you know, just events with my husband and I, and even just now with my son, where I have to sometimes tell him, just shut up and listen to me. <laughs> because he's so quick to want to say something i'm like stop you know but in in conversations with my husband or or, you know just arguments with my husband i've had to learn to stop listen and then hold my tongue when it's time to speak and then sometimes it doesn't even require a word it just requires to just listen and that's and that's it i've learned that recently in my first year of mes- marriage guys sometimes they just want you to listen that's right <laughs> Wait, did, right there uh, free marriage advice <laughs> right <laughs> but it, it it reminds me and i didn't really get into depth in this on sunday but um it reminds me of that my one of my favorite examples is is the um is pineapples you know i said it on sunday and i'll say it again here you know, when Christopher Columbus, and I got the date this time, guys, 1492, okay? <laughs> who said you can't learn anything at church, yeah. amen? 1492, <laughs> Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, um, once he sailed, he, when he stopped in South America, he found pineapples. You know, when he brought them back to Spain, it was this commodity, you know? It was something that people didn't eat, but they put on display to show status. And, you know, the Bible it says that God's word for the person who finds it and really holds on to it. They use an imagery as like they say in the word that it's like a treasure that someone finds. You know, the, the man who found this treasure, he sells the whole field just to buy one piece of land for that treasure. And that's what God is really trying to tell us. He's trying to tell us that, you know, listen to me. He's he's begging us to and telling us and pleading with us like I have the truth. I have what can hold you to this earth. I have you that what no matter the season of life, no matter what storms come, no matter what what rains come and beat on your house, no what matter what earthquakes come and shake my foundation in me, my words that I have proved through true through my death and resurrection will hold you to this place. And I feel like it's a real problem in churches. I feel it's like a problem like how you were saying, Nathaniel, just in our personal lives. You know, everything's so quick now. Everything is instant, you know, microwave. Most of us don't even wait for the one second. We push stop right when it gets to one yeah. second. Mm-hmm. It's 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 ridiculous, but I mean, we see it through our day now. Fast food, everything is streaming online. Everything is instant download. I mean, if it, I mean, even in our, if our phones, if a video buffers at all, we're, we're, we're throwing into a fit mm-hmm. and, and it's, 
it's 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 a real problem mm-hmm. but it more troubles me more and i was talking to pastor before i even did this sermon that i really feel like a weight and a burden just for the state of the church in general right now and it's like where is people's foundations you know are we are we trusting in a man to come and save us are we trusting mm-hmm. in 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 doctors to come and try to do this are we trusting in money things are getting shaken mm-hmm. that, that's all i can say and more people are are turning away from sound doctrine and and in good sense and listening to whatever they want to hear you know and that's important for us too that and you brought it up on Sunday about you know who are we listening to? Are we searching out for godly advice? Are we listening to um, godly advice, godly counsel? You know, it doesn't have to be an old person; it could be a young person. Whatever it is, got that it's godly, and that's important for us in the day and age that we're listening to. Is where are we getting our information from? You know, I I, I hate to, to to say the words, but I'm gonna say them anyways. Is we live in a in, in a uh, climate of of fake news. You know, there's so many different misleading and wrong um, information out there and what are we feeding ourselves you know because um listening is is not just hearing but it's also seeing you know we 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 listen through our eyes you know it's a, we call it seeing but but we 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 bring into our soul and our minds um what we see on tv what we hear on the radio what we hear on tv what we hear from other people um, are we listening to the voices of truth in our lives? Are we listening to other voices that are 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 appearing as truth and they're not as truth? Are are we allowing people to play on our fears and our on our on our on our um, uh, uh, issues that we may have? I mean, what 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 are we allowing to come into the the temple of Christ, which is is our bodies? What are we allowing things um, in, inside and 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 so that goes goes back to your your first point of, of the wise person listens, you know, and, and and that also covers kind of like the second point here, uh, not to jump um, too far ahead, but the second point, uh, which was the wise person applies um, the wisdom, you know, that's that's part of listening, you know, if if to apply the wisdom, we have to listen in order to understand and hear and receive what is being said. Therefore, we can apply it to our lives. So that's what wisdom is. Because how many of us, I know myself, has, has we've, someone has given us um, that, that um, so, someone has, has told us um, uh, something in our lives and we didn't listen to it. And we didn't, we, we heard them, we heard them out, but we didn't apply it to our lives and therefore that's the wisdom aspect of it. Um, because there's times when, when, when someone has said, you know, don't don't go out and get yourself into debt, and that's sound judgment. But we find ourselves going out and getting into debt. That doesn't apply wisdom. We heard them, we might have listened to them, but we didn't apply it to our lives, and therefore that's the disconnect of listening and wisdom. Wisdom would have been, yeah, you're right. I'm going to heed your advice. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm not going to get into debt. But how many of us have you know decided that we know better already, and so we don't heed the side of wisdom, and we get ourselves in debt. And that's the same thing with every aspect of our lives. It's it's sin. It's it's health. Um, you know, it's just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know, uh, uh, we should listen and then apply it. The doctor says do this and do that, and we choose not to listen to professionals, and so therefore we don't apply the wisdom to what we've heard, 
And that's where the disconnect's at. And it's the same thing with the word of God. We know what the word of God says. We listen to it. We hear it. But we don't put the wisdom aspect of it, and we don't apply it to our lives. And therefore, the disconnect is is there that we don't um, uh, apply the wisdom in our lives. And, and, and at that point, we're not wise. Because the wise person applies the wisdom to their lives. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah 11, uh, verse 6. Austin, oh, were you going to read that one, Alec? Oh, no. I oh, okay. I have, a, I have a totally different verse. Oh, okay. I didn't, wanna, okay. I didn't look over it. I didn't want to cut you off. <laughs> and yeah. I saw the eye contact. I was like, uh-oh. Oh. okay. Uh, I'm, I'm listening, guys. There okay. you go. Soaking <laughs> in the wisdom. <laughs> um, but uh, Jeremiah 11, verse 6 says, and, and I'm reading it out of the NIV because I don't have the ESV, but and my phone is being... Um, taken over by my four-year-old. But it says, Then the Lord said, Broadcast this message in the streets of Jerusalem. Go from, the, go from town to town throughout the land and say, Remember the ancient covenant and do everything it requires. Um, you touched on obedience and how we have to be obedient to Christ. And so then in verse 7 through 8, I just want you guys to just... Listen, hear me out here. At verse 7, it says, For I solemnly warned your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, obey me. I have uh, repeated this warning over and over till this day, but your ancestors did not listen or even pay attention. Instead, they solemnly followed their own evil desires, and because they refused to obey, I brought upon them all of the curses described in this covenant. So it just, I just, it's telling us, it's, it's, it's heeding the warning. God is, the Lord is saying, listen to me, listen to me, hear me, obey me, go back to your roots, go back to what my word says. We, we have to be vigilant. And like you were saying, we, we, have to, we, we have to pray and ask for discernment. We have to allow the Holy Spirit of God that as new believers, when we accept Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us. So that spirit is a spirit that's leading us. It's a spirit that is guiding us. It is a spirit that is, is our comforter, as the word says, but it is also the, the spirit that convicts us. And so when we ask for discernment, it is asking the Holy Spirit to keep our spirits in check, to, to help us give, us give us wisdom and give us understanding so that when we are looking at the news, looking at this, looking at that, take, trying to heed advice from people, that we need to go back and fact check the principles of God because otherwise we are allowing cracks like we were talking about last week, cracks in our armor, cracks in our foundation, and it is so that ultimately it creates our own demise, but we need to get back to the principles and um and and that is the being obedient to god
you know, I didn't share this on on Sunday because I didn't get it get a chance to. But um, when I was talking to my wife about making the, you know, like researching and stuff like that, she actually watched a documentary on 9-11. And and basically, you know, once the trade centers were hit um, after everything was done, um, the first person that they came to was the architect. And they were just kind of wondering, like, how did the building stand for so long? You know, they expected like the explosion to be instant impact and it would just collapse. You know, that's what um, a lot of the simulations when scientists were doing it. That's what, um, you know, the computer simulations and different things like that. And they went to the architect. They're like, well, how did it stand for so long? Well, it's because of, again, the foundation. You see, when the man yeah. was building it, he 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 built the bars in such a way where the foundation wasn't just straight down it was rooted kind of like a tree kind of trees and when you see that how it stood and even when you go there now you can go and visit in new york i know they still have the foundation there because the foundation was so strong mm -hmm. and you see those bars and those and those bars and even a tree you know um it says in psalms that you can be a tree planted by the water and you see the biggest and strongest trees, which are in California, are redwoods. Those, those, um, the roots go for miles and miles and miles because those trees are hundreds of feet tall. Mm -hmm. And we see that their foundation is so strong because something being that tall up, it, it catches wind. It has countless numbers of animals in there. There's earthquakes in California. There's different things. There's, uh, there's floods, forest fires. But it doesn't matter because that, that foundation is so strong there and when she was telling me that it's like wow you know i know nathania explained it and pastor explained it in the beginning it's you know our foundation is jesus christ mm -hmm. but the tools that help us bind and get closer and hold on to jesus is three things it's through the word it's through prayer and it's through worship and i said it on sunday and worship is more than a song it's with our lives and of course we're going to get into that um of the upcoming sermons but that's one thing that we really have to make sure it's it's we, we're deficient in all those areas you know some people may love worship more some people may love the word more some people may love prayer more but if we try to build it just on those things the three things alone we're missing the point mm -hmm. we're missing everything that connects us to and it's jesus christ yeah and i wrote down what you said on sunday um about you going uh, reading through the Old Testament and um, and the, the correlation between the Old Testament and the New Testament is just about people because it's it's relatable you know there are people we're people but it's the the broken people broken individuals that are trying to do God's work but failing. And it just shows how much we need God. You know, we can't do this life on our own, so we need him time and time again. And um, you shared Psalms 78, verse 35. And um, in Psalms, so this is David writing, and he's talking about the, the children of Israel, and it says, then they remembered that God was their rock, that God most high was the redeemer. But what I wanted to relate was they had gone, the, the children of Israel and, and just like us, we go through some, we go through life. 
we go through life, we experience life, we have our ups, we have our downs. And, you know, verses 36, 37, 35, it talks about how they were just giving God lip service. They were not faithful in their walk with the Lord. You know, they, they had, you know, their trip ups, just as we do. And, but yet he was merciful and he forgave their sins. And, and I just wanted to share that because, for, you know, for, for whoever's listening, I want you to remember that God is faithful. No matter what your lo- life has, has, has been, no matter what your life looks like right now, God is faithful. He's loving. He will forgive you of your sins. He is your redeemer and he is your rock. Yeah, and you're right. You know, and God will also never lead you astray. If you read Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 20, you know, I'm just going to read verse 1, and it says this, Therefore, let us, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance and dead works of a, and of faith towards God. You know, that's really meaningful to me because especially in this world where we live in a society where there's a bunch of social media and a lot of people leading astray we need to have that foundation in god to the point where we know what's right and what's wrong what's godly and not godly because yes. there's a lot of false prophets out there and a lot of false religions out there but as christians we should know and have that foundation in god to battle those you know principalities of evil and yes. and really lay the foundations for others and spread the word of him yeah and realize what's truth and and as you mentioned you know not not just our lives be led into that truth but lead others into truth and and the truth is jesus 